The sun burns hot in the desert today Not a green hex to be seen A kingdom of desolation Here in West of Alamein My body's talked me into getting module 5 So I purchased one, cost me 105 What's a Sangar? What's a Wadi? See the dust swirl, it's adding some LV Conceal, get real, nowhere to grow And now I know DTO, DTO Can't wait to play it some more DTO, DTO Played it once and now crave more bothered me anyway It's funny how chapter F's so complex and yet so small And the rules that once perplexed me don't befuddle me at all It's time to see how I can do in the North African milieu Alright, game on, it's cool, you'll see Believe me DTO, DTO ASL, meet the desert sky DTO, DTO You must give it a try For years I've planned So now I'll play Bring the desert Vehicles bogged down in broken ground My guys don't have to route If woods or buildings can't be found The sand it minimizes any H.E. blast I won't play with sand dudes They're a pain in the Storms never bothered me anyway. Jeffrey, we are 
the two half squads. And this is the two half squads podcast brought to you by Ritter Krieg, Ritter Krieg, and soon to be brought to you by Bounding Fire Productions. Bounding Fire Productions. We're so happy to have We're two announcing sponsors. announcing a new sponsor. We'll have to come yeah. up with a nice ad for Ritter Krieg. Yeah. I mean, for Bounding Fire. Yeah. Well, we, we should come up with a nice ad for Ritter Krieg, too, since most <laughs> instead of the time, of that old one. <laughs> no, I'm going to put in the good one. Well, I think oh. it's a good one. Oh, we have a good one? Yeah, I'm going to yeah, edit good. it in. They deserve a good one. So He's that, a great guy. This will remind He's me to guy. put it in. Yeah. And here we are. This is another episode of the Two Half Squads. Yeah. The one and the only podcast on the net dedicated to... And I'm going to say, I'm going to say, mostly dedicated. <laughs> I'm going 80 <laughs> It was close. It was close. Yeah. Last, last time show we, was 80. This one yeah. was 90. Because I got to get home. I got to get to breakfast tomorrow. La- last show, we could have dedicated it to the, to the clowns everywhere. <laughs> the, the show dedicated to clown oh, talk. Oh, it's a little scary. Yeah, we won't it's go like back that to the monkey. clown thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, the Don't monkey. Bring that up. No. I remember that time you played that crazy music on me when yeah. I was talking about the the grinder, the organ grinder music. Do yeah. you remember that? Yeah, I do. Out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> but we are dedicated, and we are committed. We are, and we should be. To At least to episode two hundred, two half squads, uh, to advanced squad to our, leader, to ourselves. Yeah, advanced squad leader. And Greatest game is, in the world. Uh, yeah, episode one six one sixty eight. Yes. Still about desert. Last desert show. Boy, we yeah, I would it say out, so. Yes, and uh, just as we're sitting here, I'm just thinking about Aslock, which is going on hot and heavy right now over there in Cleveland. Rich is there, mm-hmm. our friend Rich Spilkey, and he will be reporting to us. I'm sure many interesting things. He and wrote to us and said he's learning things. I mean, this is hard to believe. This is a guy that has won the yeah. ASL Open and. Come in second place in many tournaments. Uh-huh, writes rules charts like writes, crazy. Yep, and he's learning, still learning new stuff. And that's why I don't go, because I there's nothing more for me to learn, Dave. <laughs> that's why I don't go to tournaments. But so you next are year, reading a... Oh, go ahead. Next year we're going, aren't we? We're pretty We're pretty sure. <laughs> I thought we were doing Texas next year. That's what I'm saying. And Gen Con. Yeah. Okay, not... Not not Aslock. I, I, I don't think I can do Aslock next year. And it's I know it's difficult for you. Here's the deal. This would have been the year because I normally have off Columbus Day and I would get docked pay to take off yeah. Friday. Yeah. This year, I do have school Columbus Day. You which, have school on Columbus Day? Yes, which means legally I could take off the Friday and the Monday. You know your rights. And not get docked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I tell you. Well, sadly, they had to make the rule because people took advantage of it, teachers, you know. Yeah. Oh, we got a three-day weekend. I'll take off Friday. Yeah. Students do that, and their families yeah. do it a lot, yeah. but we need to be there, not yeah. make it extended. You can petition, and um, they'll, they'll grant it to you if you can show, yes, I have a wedding this weekend. Here's the invitation. It's my good, it's my brother. <laughs> can I go? And they'll say yes, but, you know. You can print up a wedding invitation <laughs> in a minute. Hey, yeah. Then we're going next year. Yeah. No, year after. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, next year, Gen Con and... Texas, Texas, we are hoping, seriously. We're, we're hoping. Going taking to Austin. a train. Yeah. We're taking the train, and why are we taking the train? So we can play squad leader on the train. We can play squad leader on the way down, and because I really don't <laughs> like to fly anymore. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Do you like to fly? What are you afraid of? Clown attacks on yeah, the plane? Yeah, <laughs> really. I think that's it. Clown, Barnum and Bailey Airlines. Uh, no, not that much. You I mean, know, it's kind of cool taking off and yeah. seeing the land from above but it's you know and i don't mind 
the technology, because I'm a scientist and I believe in the technology and I believe in the pilots. And what I don't like... And you like, believe in you. And I believe in me. <laughs> what I don't like is the suspension of my rights as a human oh, being that is true, when I man. enter the airport. They will like lock you on down. Like, no, we're not docking yet. Well, I got to get off the, the plane. Yeah. No, we're sorry. You're not. Yeah. What? We're going to sit out here. We're going to sit out here. You can't keep me here. No. Yes, okay. yes, we can. We're going to keep you here. We're not going to tell you why. We don't have to tell you any truths. We can withhold whatever we want. We're just going to tell you we're going to sit here on the tarmac. Or, you know, it, your luggage is gone. We don't know where it went. Or <laughs> well, you, you have to take off your shoes and you're this and you're that. Yeah, that's and you can't do this and yeah. that. And you have to sit next to this person and that person is can put their tray table, uh, you know, can it's put their seat tight. back into your face. That's for sure. Just the whole thing. You know, and with the train, really it's like, you know, you're flying along through the desert toward Texas, and you're like, hey, stop the train. I got to get off. And yeah. they're like, Whoosh! yeah, throw you out right in the desert. Yep. They'll do anything for you. Yeah. So we're thinking about the train. So what are you reading there? Well, uh, I, a number of things I've read recently, Dave, that I thought you would be interested in. Now, one of the you books I... You did not read that fat book. Uh, well... You'll be you amazed not. at this. No, I read another book by this same author. This okay. author is Shigeru Mizuki. Jeff doesn't have the drive to get through a book that thick. Shigeru Mizuki is a... <laughs> mm, I'm going to mess this up now. That's okay. Manga artist. Okay. He does the Japanese manga books. Yeah. And the one that I read, I'm just going to hand this to you yeah. so you can look through it. The Ooh. one I read by him all the way through was a biography of Adolf Hitler. This is a very interesting guy. He's 93 years old, Japanese descent, obviously. Jeff, this is a picture book. Yes, it is. It's got and a bunch of pictures in it. So he wrote a manga, I always have to pause on that, book about the life of Adolf Hitler. In this book here? That this particular book now, the one that Dave is looking Showa. at, is called Showa. It's a history of Japan from 1926 to 1939. This is a, a three-volume set. So this is the first book. The next book covers the war years, and then the book after that covers post-war years. Wow. So it's a history of Japan. But the Hitler book was really good. It was really good. I, I would recommend it to anybody. First of all, it's a fast read because it's a lot of pictures. But second of all, just because of the way you read it, because it's manga, you read it backward. You read it say, back to front. You, 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 the cover's on the back. Yeah. So you read it back to front. You read it. But of course, the library wasn't clever enough to put their stickers no. on the front, which yeah. would be the back. Right. <laughs> In Arlington Heights. Yeah. <laughs> so you read it back to front, and you read it right to left. Yeah, that and would so, make more sense. From so what I'm just at doing here. that kind of puts you in a different. I, I think it puts you in a different mode of reading and awareness of, of how you're reading, and the fact that it's then illustrated with all of these wonderful pictures even adds to it. I mean, so, it really changes up his art style. Yeah. So some of the art to, the art is very realistic, and then and then there's very cartoony characters like that one and that one. Yeah, wow. and the uh, the Hitler biography was excellent. It was about a third of the size of that. It, it just takes like 
two hours to read. Yeah, so you actually could read this whole book. Are you going to? Yeah, and that's how far I am through it. There you go, but starting back to front. Right. And again, you have a... Some sort of a... Magic gathering card. No, it's not. It's a different game. Blood But very good books. I recommend it highly, just just to give you kind of a different perspective. The Hitler book was interesting because it covered his early life as a child and as an artist and his life before he got into politics. Then it got, about the middle of the book, was very heavy into the political years, all those years before, the the 10 years or so before the wars, he was forming and growing the Nazi party. And actually, the World War II stuff only occupied about the last third, maybe probably less than that, maybe a quarter, last quarter of the book was World War II. So if you're going into a World War II history of Hitler, that's not it. But to get an idea of what his early life was like, it's it's pretty good. Excellent. So I'm reading those two. And then I'm reading The Constitution of the United States, a graphic adaptation. This is written by John Hennessy and with art by Aaron McConnell. So imagine a graphic novel, but it's all about the Constitution. How it was written, what the forefathers were thinking... And what the content is, what the articles are and what they mean and what they talk about and what the limitations are and why there's arguments over different parts of it and things that are vague. And it's really, really well done. And I think a great read. I think anybody would get good content out of this. Yeah. And uh, I recommend them highly. Check out your local library and let us know what you think. So that's what I've been reading. I just thought you should know. Glad to know. See, you, you think I'm just a slug just watching, like, Love Boat reruns. <laughs> Often. I know you and, and Robin uh, like television we do, more than Laura and I. We do watch a little bit of, uh, we've been watching a little Fantasy Island lately. No, no, you're kidding. Robin likes Fantasy Island. Okay. She does. Well, we're she doing Lost. The DVDs. We're getting into you're our still last, doing Lost. last season of Lost. Wow. We have to wait till Aaron's ready, and that's like once every two weeks. Oh, okay. You know, the well, kids across country till 6.30 at night, yeah. and then it's homework, and then mm. I got to get go to bed and get up to, yeah, so, yeah, really. Um, and Walking Dead, Adam's at college, so now I don't know when I'm going to pick up The Walking Dead this fall. Oh. Right? Yeah. I think about that. You're going to have to get some new kids. Yeah. <laughs> going to rent some Tell kids. Tell them I'm going watch, to watch without them. Yeah. Well, why don't we get into a little what you've been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? Well, we all know what that sound means. It means it's time to find a different podcast. That is, what have you been playing lately? And I have been playing, not much lately, but I am looking forward now that the summer is over and it's time to come back inside, playing a lot more ASL this the coming few months ahead but i did play once recently i played with mr rich spilkey down in his house we Ah. played a very excellent little uh preparatory for his trip to aslock because he's going to be playing in a deluxe asl mini tournament i guess that's going on at aslock Mm -hmm. and so in preparation for that we played one of the scenarios this is by the east side gamers number 97 it's called foot in the door takes place in Belgium in 1940 with the Belgians against the Germans. And 
This was actually a very simple scenario. It uses four of the deluxe scenario boards, and I do like to get those out once in a while because it's, it's, uh, there's something about those big boards. What are you going to say? I, well, I know we thought we'd finish our last scenario or two from Daglish's pack, AP4. Yeah, four, right. And then we're going to start AP5, yeah. which I got to you, right? Yes. And But I still have those new deluxe scenarios from oh, the right. Frank Terrer. Yes. So if yeah. you want to alternate. You would do that for me? <laughs> and oh, Dave. <laughs> what's coming up in three weeks? Um, Holiday. Halloween. Oh. We're supposed to be playing our zombie games. We've got too. more zombie games. Do we want to play more of those? If you don't, that's okay. Yeah. I'll try and play them with maybe I'll get one of the boys to play them. Okay. Because I think I, get I have it. to say I, I, I get it. them all. Yeah, you've got to say that. I know. <laughs> Otherwise Dave gets a twitch if he hasn't played everything. If he can't check it off his list, he starts to like walk crooked and walk in circles and talks to himself. Sound like a zombie. Yeah, it's oh, kinda, this is annoying me. It's happening now. I want to finish the zombie games. So this was really quite a simple scenario. It's just the the Germans are holding uh, a few buildings on one end of the boards, and the Belgians have to find their way around and take over the buildings. The Germans have a couple of... There's a uh, rooftop. There's a factory with a rooftop that they can go on, so they've got a very nice view of all of the terrain around there, and the Belgians kind of have to run through that. So I played the Belgians, Rich pre-set up as the, as the Germans... The Belgians have 12 458s, a 9.2 liter, which is great, an 8.1 liter, terrific, couple of machine gu- well, four light machine guns, and one demolition charge. That's a strong Belgian force. Do the defenders have DCs? The defenders do not. The defenders have eight 467s, uh, two crews, a 9.1 liter, an 8.1 liter, one light machine gun, one medium machine gun, one 50 millimeter mortar. A few, well, 14 dummy stacks, a 75 infantry gun, yeah, and a 20L okay. AA gun. Because, boy, it's fun to toss some DCs off of those factory roofs. Oh, yeah, I'll bet. The, around the perimeter. Yeah, well, they didn't have the DCs, and he didn't get mine. But, uh, the, and I, I found this kind of funny, because... I'm not a very good ASL player, and so I thought, well, I want to find out where his dummy stacks are, so I <laughs> deployed and kind of threw my half squads out into the open ground, thinking there, was, there were dummy stacks, and there weren't. And so in the first turn, I think I lost three half squads and a full squad. Rich was rolling well. Yeah, because sometimes and I was, you can shoot at those guys in the open and only break them or pin yeah, them. Yeah, But so he, he's coming up KIAs. He, yeah. So they they were but eliminated. Still, yeah, you're giving them neg twos. But still, I knew where the dummy stacks weren't, at least. <laughs> and then I proceeded to to just kind of push on in that manner, the way I normally do. Is a lot of running around in open ground, taking some residual fire shots as I went. And actually, uh, it was pretty grim there to begin with. <laughs> Nevertheless, I won the scenario. You are kidding? No. Got right down to it. I won the scenario. And this is really funny. And I don't think Rich meant, I don't think he was saying anything negative about me. But he said, there must be something wrong with this scenario. (laughs) Because Jeff won. Because Jeff won. Even as he was like throwing away his squads. Yeah, he means because so many got wiped out in easy fashion. Uh, Yes. 
and yet <clears throat> and yet still he lost. Were there mir- so. miracle rolls for you at the end or something? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, yeah. I rolled. I I started off rolling very poorly. It got a little bit better, but I did have the nine neg two. And these were yeah. all elite Belgians. Yeah, four six eight. It's a strong Belgian force. Yeah. For, for Belgium. Yeah, but still, I mean, they had to run across, you know, a little open ground here and there. Now, Rich, you know, and looking back on it, Rich said he would have done this and that. So he he learned how he would do it. Maybe he was too spread out or something. But so. he did say when he goes to Aslock, he said, you know, I think I'm going to try to get the Belgian side because it looks like they're they've definitely got an advantage on this. Yeah. Just just for their rally ability, rally they do. So my darling, it was a fun scenario. Just uh, five and a half turns. Cool. So it went quickly, uh, and it was fun, and I won. More importantly, that's the most important thing: is I won. That is important. Yeah. Well, I have played two. Apparently, I thought there were three at least, but you know, I've been doing a lot of D and D, as you know. Yes. I keep making you play, and, and I'm loving it. It's a heck of a lot of fun. I love guy D&D. at work, Anthony. Yeah, yeah, twice now. He's just come up and says, that was the most fun I've had all month. And I'm like, yes, you would think this game would be way more, I mean, it's growing in popularity. It's growing very big. way more popular. It's kind of made a renaissance lately. But still, you think everyone would be, but you know, if you're not comfortable being inventive around a table or, you know, or if you're with a boring group of people. Yeah. You know, maybe it would be boring. But as far as ASL is concerned, I played Forest Bastion. This is ASL Scenario 168. One of the listeners emailed us and asked about what to play, and uh, this is the one I was thinking of. I forget who you are. We'll do finish up letters again next month. Yeah. We're way behind on them. But, and this was, of course, from Hakapale, hmm. Tuomo Lakari's scenario. It's the Russians set up first on a ridge line of with wooded hill. Okay. Only 10 squads on the hill, three pillboxes, four wires, six trenches, and then a medium, a heavy, two lights, yeah. leaders, and prepared fire zones. This is where you can knock the woods down. Oh, and reduce it to yes. a vineyard. Right. There, right, look, right. There, look, there's a vineyard counter. Yeah. How about that? We were that? just talking last show. Someone should make vineyard counters. There it is. There it is. It's the prepared fire zone. You could use those as vineyards for the desert boards. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then you place two of them on there, and it gets rid of it entirely. Oh, okay. The obstacles. So you kind of cut down all these lanes for your Russians to shoot through. Yeah. Then you have these three dudes that are out in front of the hill line, hidden. Uh, all hidden? Yep, all hidden. Here come the fins. I took the fins because Dave usually loves to play the fins. This um, is your second playing of this probably, right? This is the third. Oh, third. Okay, so you played it once in... Uh, Two play tests. Oh, okay. Same version. Yeah. And I had lost with the Russians and then won with the fins, so it looked hard for the Russians. I took the fins. And, of course, you'll love this also. Figure, yeah, he's got three hidden guys, but I got to move kind of quick. Eight turns, I don't know. So I went with a stack down the road. Oh, yeah! you did. I did. How'd that work out for you? You know, what are the odds of running into one of those three squads with the leader and the machine gun? Well, I always say <laughs> it's 50-50 because <laughs> either you get hit or you don't. 
And you did? I did. How big was I the stack? I stopped right in front of him. I'm thinking I'm going to advance into this woods. I'm going to be in great <sighs> shape to storm up this hill from yeah. the flank. And it was just a squad, but it had the light. So it's a six shot, 12. Yeah. Moving right as I get up there. Right. Final fire. Hits him again. Ooh. And, of course, I failed like every roll. Oh. So it was like broken, down to halves. And then he, someone else hit me from a different direction. It was, it was, yeah. Not good. No, and when was the last time I tried that, moving in a stack? Well, I, long, I don't, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you really do that. No. I'm like, I mean, unless what? you're totally in the clear. Yeah, or way behind. Yeah, way behind. This was right at the beginning. Oh, man. So anyway. Uh, that's a Jeff move. You, I'm teaching you. That's a Jeff you're learning move. from me. Yeah. That kind of makes me feel good. Yeah. But I did get up to the hill on the right flank. Able to take a pillbox or two, fell a pillbox short, and had I had that stack of three, uh, with that leader, I would have been fine. Yeah, taking that last pillbox. Dang. So anyway, I think it might favor the fin a little bit, um, but great if you love a defense on a hill line with prepared fire zones. Oh yeah, that look, that sounds like pillbox. That sounds tough. It's a nice setup. Yeah, loved it. And then I played Red Churchill's with Mike Stubitz. Played it once because it's a. J170 journal, play, mm-hmm. trying to play through the journals. Well, not really, but yeah, a little bit. And it's Viborg Karelian Peninsula, Finland, again, 1944, designed by Chris Maze and Peter Struff. And it had uh, set up with a city and a river, and the Finns were defending mixed units, first line, second line, very few elite half squads. And secretly, you get to pick one of these two defensive things, like the gun or this DC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gives it a little variety for yeah. replayability. And the Russians attacking have to capture seven or more factory hexes west of the stream. So you got to use the bridges, right? Mm. 16 attacking squads, flamethrowers, DCs, lots of fun. AFVs? AFVs. Oh, good. A 122L. And here's my advice. Just, you can sit back with the 122L across the road. I mean, the river. You can pre-set up in one of the factories, hexes you got to take. Stay there. Because there's going to be reinforcements for the fins coming on turn four. Mm-hmm. And I had my ISU shooting at that one factory area. Did some damage. Didn't have targets. Got impatient. I started to move it out. Well, uh, now you're firing on the move. Yeah. You take a while to acquire. Yep. They're in buildings. You burn not up hitting two turns. Nothing. You burn two, up two, two turns, turns in a seven-turn game. Yeah. And I think I should have just left it on across the river, and it stayed on that building until yeah. I secured it. Yeah. And then it maybe could move to get one more building at the end game uh, instead of running it around. That's the only advice I got for you because your other little tanks, the, the Finns got the 114. BT-42. Well, that's a Russian vehicle they captured. 114 millimeter, no, but it's deadly. Low ammo. Two of them, though. And 76 millimeter AA gun. Hmm. So, your other tanks are going to probably get hit. Although those fin tanks are very thinly armored. So, anyway, you could play it better than I played it a little bit. But you have to cross the river. So, you uh-huh. you start off on the... One side of the river, yeah. you have to cross it. Yep. How many bridges? Two, I think. Oh, okay. Maybe three. Maybe mm. there were three. And I think I sent a small force through all three. Yeah. I never liked that crossing the bridges. It's tough. I always feel like... 
It's like running out in the open with your you pants feel, down. Yeah, you feel like it. Yeah. So that was Red Churchill's. I'd recommend it. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Oh, Jeff. Jeff. Are you ready to go to Mayhem in Manila? I sure am, Dave. I've got my bags packed. I've got my passport and my hat. Do you have your OBA cards? No, I don't. How would I get some? Why, you'd have to go to Ritterkrieg and order some. Ritterkrieg? I don't know anything about it. Tell me. Well, this is the great online store of ASL equipment. ASL wooden gaming products like dice towers, custom-made tabletops, an ammo box map and map case, and all kinds of ASL products. You can order yours today and have it shipped to Mayhem in Manila. I wow. I'm going to get all that stuff. I know what I'll do. I'll tell my wife I can't afford to take her, but I'll take all my Ritter stuff with me. But Jeff, you might be able to take her because... A donor has donated our air flight <laughs> to Asia. Sweet. All right, then this is the best thing that could happen. I can take my wife, I can take all my Ritter Creek equipment, and we're going to Mayhem, Mayhem in, in Manila. Manila. And these OBA cards aren't the crappy kind that we sold on our podcast. No. These are those really cool quality ASL OBA cards. It's a gigantic deck of cards that it, you can use for all of your OBA requirements. All of your OBA requirements. And you know what makes ordering from Ritterkrieg the best option for any pre-orders? Tell me. They have free shipping. <gasps> Impossible. Take that, MMP. Well, that's a beautiful thing. So, how do we get to... Uh, order this Ritter Krieg stuff. Well, you simply go to Ritterkrieg.com, R-I-T-T-E-R-K-R-I-E-G.com. I'm heading there right now. See you in Manila, Dave. See you in Manila. All right, and now it's time for some rules. Again, we never get tired of those rules. Yeah, last of the desert rules. Finish and, it off here tonight. Yeah, and we've got a guest uh, joining us for Special tonight's guest. For Welcome, Guido. Welcome, Guido. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing great. Doing, doing great, very well. Guido. Yeah. How are you doing? Good afternoon. How are you? Well, like we said, I'm like I'm doing great. Yeah, we're really doing good. And you know, I I notice a little something about your voice. I think maybe you're from somewhere, uh, maybe not in the United States, but we're glad you could make it. Italy. Good afternoon. How are you? Well, this could Jeff, be a very how, short... How's Guido's uh, English? Yeah, I think... Well, he said it was... Well, good. I don't know. We'll he just he, he showed up at the oh. door with a sign around his neck. <laughs> okay, Guido, we're just not talking about you, no. No. Okay. I am doing very well. Okay, good, yeah, good. That's good. Good, that's what we were yeah. looking for. Yeah. So, why don't you begin, Jeff, with the desert rules. Guido, you know... Italy, close to the desert. Yeah, Italians fought in the desert. It's great that you could be here. Yeah, Guido, show. can you do you know much about uh, Italy in World War II? I am doing very well. That's good. Yeah, yeah. we get that. I think maybe you've been in the wine, and <laughs> maybe you should think about joining us. So tell us a little bit about uh, you know you know maybe you have some family or something relatives that were in the war. I am doing very well. 
That's okay. a good. Well, yeah, we're glad to hear about sure. that. Well, we'll just get back to you a little bit later, I guess. All right, I'm going to Desert Rule. Let me finish this off. Number. Dave is finishing the finishing whiskey. Guido, what do you think I about a guy? Go for breakfast tomorrow. What do you think about a guy that drinks that much? Would you like a coffee or tea? Uh, probably yeah. should have a coffee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me a coffee, yeah. Guido. Thanks. Thanks, Guido. Would you like a coffee or tea? Yeah, I said I'll take the coffee. Coffee. Okay, I'll I, I think coffee I'll. Or tea. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll have a tea. All right. Well, um, now, oh, and we're still recording. Now I'm. I want to talk about tracks, Dave. Tracks. Train tracks. No, these are desert. The tracks, tracks of my tears. Yes. Not sure where we're putting this. We're getting uh, getting smooth, a little smooth now. Desert rules. <sighs> With Guido. And Smokey. And Guido, you are the life of the party. You are, Guido. I have so much to do today. Oh, we're so, well, Guido, we'll get on with the show. Yeah, we'll get on with it, all right? We just, I, have so much to do today. I know, and we just sometimes we like to play music and be just, I know, the, we, the listeners hate it too. Yeah, it's all right, all right, we'll take the song off, Jeff. Let's just go ahead with the show. Sorry, Guido. We'll let you get to your stuff. So, what were, what were, you were we talking about? To? Okay, well, I was going to talk about tracks. Of my tears. Yeah. <laughs> of your tears. Cool song. Great songs are great songs forever. Didn't I say that last show? I uh, don't know. You have a terrible memory. I do, don't I? Who am I, Jeff? I. Well. <laughs> coffee at Starbucks will be great. Y- yeah, I yeah. thought you were getting me a coffee yeah. already. Yeah. Coffee at Starbucks will be great. Yeah, Wait. and I wanted the tea, if what did you, you say? recall. I think I will have a hamburger or hot dog. Are you hungry? <laughs> we don't usually eat. Listeners, I think I will have a hamburger or hot dog. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. food. Listeners complain that we go chomping, chomping. I think I will like have that. a hamburger no, or No, 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 you can't, you can't have a hamburger We're going to be now. talking about tracks now in, okay. in the desert. Could you please bust the butter? Yeah, well, <laughs> well what are you going to put it on? Could you please bust the butter? We're not, we're not going to, what are you going to put it on? Would you please bust the butter? <sighs> Here's the butter. Something Here, take the butter. with this guy. Just get the butter Guido. off the table. Tracks. Of tracks are tears. yeah yes are are defined by SSR only, and are there tracks counters, Dave? Um yeah yeah you lay them on two like down a hex row, and there's a front end and a back end and yeah. in between them is a track. That's Ooh, right. Yeah, that's right. And Man, you can my desert. tracks are very handy in the desert if you can get them, because it lowers the movement factor oh, or movement point by a certain number. One, one is correct. Um, what if the movement is already one when you put the track down? What's it reduce one. it to? You gotta pay one. Doesn't reduce it you to can't zero. Go to zero, no. It doesn't reduce it. To People can fly all over the board with unlimited. I love movement. a bigger dog, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I what? Say that don't again. Don't you? What? I love a bigger dog, don't you? Yeah, Winston was a small dog. Yeah, Winston's no longer with us. Right, he was yeah. a small dog. He was. He's gone. You still would have liked he's him. A, he's a very he's small. A medium. Now there are some things that mm-hmm. will not that will affect a track so that you don't get the benefits of the track. One if, is if there's a big dog on it, it would yeah, block one, it. A big dog, smoke, yeah, uh, mist, 
uh, no. an elevation change oh. that that is a going up for infantry cars and wagons. Okay, so it's not going to reduce those by one because it doesn't like but change will the for, laws of gravity. <laughs> but it will for vehicles. For vehicles, still. it will. Yeah, okay. like going up a road on a regular hill. Yeah. Uh, weather, you know, is going to affect a road. Uh, okay, affect it so. Towing a gun, you don't get the the benefit of a track if you're you towing to pay a gun. extra for that anyway. Or if there's dust, dust. I was gonna say dust, dust, annoying that. dust. Now a track is not a road, but it does eliminate the bog or immobilization die roll that you would normally have to take in sand or hamada. Oh, or going or accessible to those. Yeah. yeah. So that's nice. A track does not negate and not does not negate infantry fire effects no of course not yeah i mean because it would um in a hamada or sand you know you'd have some modifications there let's see for infantry for ift no i'm sorry to shoot into it yeah you would normally have fire effects you'd gain some advantage oh people might be thinking it's like shooting down a road oh yeah okay yeah that's it for nine very short okay tracks. very short rules do you want to do one, or should I go to? T- should I do ten? Um, yeah, go ahead and finish off ten, and then ten I'll, is, ten I'll is short. take us to the end. Ten discusses hillside walls and hedges. So these are walls and hedges, yes. on hillsides. I mean, correct. And, <laughs> and I seem to have a bad feeling about this rule. I I think I had problems understanding it. Is it easy? It's it's not too bad, really. I didn't okay. write down any of the details on it because they're very detailed. I just thought I would kind of read from the rule book on it. But what, yeah. what it's really talking about is for those areas where you've got two adjacent hexes, one one level higher than the other, if there are walls and hedges, they always appear on the higher level hex. So that you wouldn't find walls or hedges on the lower Okay, well, that's hex. easy enough. They'd always be on the higher one. That's easy enough. And so then there's discussion about what the effects are of these on units in each of those hexes. Vacation in Hawaii will be really fun. What? Yeah. Could you say Vacation that? Vacation in Hawaii will be really fun. Hawaii? You're going fishing what? at the Y? Vacation in Hawaii will be really fun. Hawaii? I think he's going to Hawaii. There's no tournaments. That's the um, Malaysia. Oh, yes. Melee. Yeah. Mayhem and Jackson, Manila. Mayhem and Manila, Jackson yeah. Kwan's tournament. Yeah, that you're thinking of there. <laughs> so this is not especially long, so I just thought I'd read it. A hillside hedge is one which lies along a hexide that's common to two adjacent hexes with different base levels. And they give a couple of visual examples here. All normal wall hedge rules apply. Okay, okay. For, for line of sight... A hillside wall hedge is ignored when determining whether or not a line of sight exists between units whose elevations differ by greater than one full level. Okay, because they're taller, greater than one. It's likewise ignored when determining the number of blind hexes created by a crest line. Yeah, it's not big enough to add to blind hexes. Okay. So if a crest line ends at a hillside wall hedge, the line along which the hill depiction meets the wall hedge depiction is considered to be the actual crest line. Now, this, this, I, yeah. I haven't played enough crest lines, so I always get confused about how the crest lines are oh. intersecting with these. The crest can be 
back in within a hex removed from the edge, not filling it like inherent terrain. So that's saying if there's a wall there, just pretend the crest line goes out and touches the wall. Oh, I okay. Think. I that makes sense. Because that's when I think they look like they're on the ground, like on the back there. They look like they're on the ground, the wall. Oh, right. It's yes. on the lighter of the darker, a lighter color of the hill. Yeah. But they're saying the actual crest line goes to the wall because you said they're all on the upper level. Right. Okay. Okay. Okay, then 10.3, elevation, TEM, and wall advantage. A hillside wall hedge is always at the higher of the two base levels, which we talked about already, and is treated as a normal wall hedge when calculating the TEM of targets at greater than or equal to the wall hedge's base elevation. So, I mean, that makes sense. That's, that's easy. However, a unit at any level lower... Lower, looking up at the hill... Never receives any benefit, which makes right, sense too. Right, shoot down at them; yeah. they're not going to get it right. Right, they've got nothing. There, there's nothing there to hide. It's it. not there. Yeah. yeah. A unit in crest status may claim wall advantage over a hillside wall hedge that forms a hex side of that unit's hex only if it's up, only if both are at the same elevation mm-hmm. and on the same side of the depression. Yes. So this this part gets a little it's confusing wordy, to me. It's, it's a little wordy. But they've got a very nice example, a very short uh, example with a picture there that shows you what they're talking about. Otherwise, a unit's inability to claim wall advantage over a hillside wall hedge hex side does not prevent it from claiming wall advantage over another wall hedge hex side, provided the unit meets all the other criteria for doing so. So okay. I got a, I get a little lost on this. Yeah, I don't know what that means. But again, but the the so they're saying. And this is a great for you that are that are, <laughs> it's a great visual. That are listening. I'm going to point at this hex right here. See, Guido, that's a hex. So, there. so yeah, Guido, maybe you can that's help. A hex can there. you help explain this? Maybe give this a little more color. Talk radio is the best. It is. Talk the radio best. is the best. Yes, but this is a visual. Can you give us any visual? Talk radio is the best. Yeah, well, yeah. Talk radio is the best. Yes, especially when it doesn't use visuals. Yeah. Anyway, these guys can see these guys, but and these guys can see these guys. But these guys can't see these guys, but these guys can see Because they're up on a guys. hill, yeah. and the other ones that are behind the right. wall on the crest. Yeah. It does make sense visually when you yeah. look at it. I mean, it does. It's, it's a, it is. It's, you know, imagine it's... If, once you know they're on top of the hill, I think everything else you can pretty well imagine yeah. how it would play out. Yeah. It's just, you know, like the rules. Wordy. It, they're wordy. But they need to be that way. To Often explain you just these go to the you go to, you go to the examples and read the example. You don't even read the rule, and pretty much that yeah. explains it. Yeah, and that's it for walls and hedges. Yeah. Wow. Well, then I'm going to take yeah. us into arid climates, Jeff. That's rule Ooh. eleven. Be don't blowing. worry. Be happy. We are quite happy. Yeah. Although, if the wind's blowing, you might be a little worried. Yeah. Arid climate. There's a chart saying when they apply. So you look at this chart. And you might get worried looking at the chart, but because there's a lot of info on it. Yeah. On that chart, you know. Don't so. worry. Be happy. Yeah. Right. Right. That's Don't a good worry because you just read the chart and it tells you all of the stuff on there. If you, what you need desert boards, it has to be arid. It has to be daytime for all these various arid climates to apply. Be. Right. Like it can't. You can't be. If there's rain, you can't have dust. I'm actually looking at Guido. I noticed that. <laughs> Dave's turning. To, Dave's turning to Guido. And talking to him like he's here. 
<laughs> I do most of the house cleaning. It's good because you got to clean up this uh, Jameson bottle. Yeah, and all this other stuff. You're a good guy, Guido, I'm sure. So there's an 11.2 chart for do your own arid weather chart to make in your own. Month dependent, you know, the month matters on the temperatures and stuff. Yeah. And one for the time of day because that would specify sun blindness. Ah, uh, yes. So... And or haze, heat haze. Yeah. You wouldn't have heat haze at night or d- d- close to evening. So some of those are time of day dependent, unusual for advanced quantum meter. Well, I guess you have the n- low visibility night, yeah. n- night yeah. falling rules a lot of scenarios use. And there's a wind force table. So take a look at those. 11.6 is going to get into the desert low visibility, right, which is going to be sun blindness, heat haze, mm-hmm. dust, uh, treat them all as LV hindrances. Um, if you got to clean up, I do the... most of the house cleaning. Oh, good, because you're going to have to clean up the dust. Yeah, after this, there's got a lot of dust. Um, there's hip and concealment and desert LVs. To reveal a hip entrenchment in concealment terrain, you must be within six hex line of sight to it. So you can be hip or concealed, and to reveal that. In the desert, in the concealment terrain, you must be within six hex line of sight to it. Under, under, with low visibility. With low, desert, visibility. low visibility. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. The yeah. low visibility. Yeah, yeah, that makes uh, sense. Makes it harder to see. Normally, you would expose that in 16 hexes. Right. Yeah. That's what. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was teaching yeah. everyone. Okay. I do most of the house cleaning, which is what a great good, guy. Not most of the teaching. 11.61 sun blindness. Love it. Yeah. Don't you love it? Just look at. The I do pictures, like it. You know? Yeah. Little pictures of the sun. Yeah. Looking into the sunlight in on page F thirteen if you're following along at home. And early morning. And what other time of day, Jeff? Uh late afternoon. That would be about early. That's when I like to go for walks. Earlier evening beach. might be better. Oh, early evening, yeah. Is a I don't do car repairs. <laughs> you might need to learn in the <laughs> desert. Early morning to hit an IFT die roll is okay. plus one, two into the sun. Okay, two. The desert, it's a, it counts as a desert low visibility from here on called a DLV. Okay. Like vehicles. Yeah. DLV. Hindrance, die roll modifier, and it counts, but will count if you're an aerial fire shooting down. No. No. And line of sight to the target has to be in an easterly direction because it's yeah, Sunday early morning. Rise. Yes. And you have to be in this reverse covered arc. So look at the diagram on F13. It's just a reverse covered arc. It explains two ways to interpret it. Yeah. It's logical. It doesn't line up exactly with a normal covered arc, but take you can visualize it from those charts. And they don't I'm going to I'm going to run ahead here, they don't take into account shadows that might be cast from elevations, or do they? Is that going to come it's up? It's going to Because I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. All right. I, I don't yeah. Want, yeah, I didn't mean to spill the beans, No, it's but, great. Okay. There's not a, if there's not a two-level obstacle mm. behind the target. Okay. And between the, it and the firer, of course. Okay. So if you're looking across in the sun, and then the dudes are out there, but there's a two-level big blockage behind him yeah that stops the sun okay blindness. There okay you go. spotter and you too i don't do car repair we're not asking <laughs> I, you know 
you like to go with me? I would like to go take you out right now to the car. Huh? Would you like to go with me? I'm serious, Jeff. Would I'm, you like to go with me? I'm serious, Jeff. I'm, I haven't got this. Guido, man. you're going to have to control yourself. I haven't got this mad since I was asking for donations a couple of shows ago. Hundred dollars is too much. No, for a donation <laughs> to the show, it is not. We had a hundred dollar donation. Fifty is better. No, stop! <laughs> I'm going to kill this guy. Guido, you you can't stay. <laughs> You can't stay. Hundred dollars is too much. No, no we it's had not. hundred. No, no. Jeff, stop. We, we want donations of a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars is too much. It's not. It's not your. Better. It's not your show. Come on, you're gonna wreck it. They told me I was good for the job. No. Yeah. You're horrible for this job. This year, horrible. You have uh, failed the interview. And we can't wait till you're. The boat comes to pick you up. Not that we're anti-immigration or anything. They told me I was good for the job. Yeah, well, Do you have not, your papers? I, I'll tell you what job you'd be good for is building the wall. You, you could be on the other side. Do you have your green they card? They told me I was good for the job. You need a green card in, in this country. Yeah. All you right. spent too much time on the computer. Maybe you <laughs> spent too much time this guy, just sit there. Have have more vino. Have some more vino. Here. Guido, here. Have some vino. Okay. Oh. All right. Back to our blindness. Who has to do all the editing of the shows, Guido? Me. On guess what? A computer. You spent too much time on the computer. That's <laughs> why I spent too much. It takes time. It takes you time. You spent too much time on well, the computer. Well, we're doing a good show, and you're wrecking this one. You I, are. I don't think you we can. You didn't deserve that ticket. What? You didn't deserve that ticket. Well, I deserved that ticket. I deserve everything I you get. You didn't deserve that ticket. Just get on a different <laughs> topic. All right. <laughs> <sighs> All right. We're okay. calm. We're calm. Right. We're collected. Oh, early morning. Yes. Makes environmental conditions moist. Because <laughs> the dew. That's I'm not, not making that up. You know, that's not one of my favorite words. Moist? Moist. Moist. It's what it Don't actually really said. Like it. But it's a cool, isn't it? They even thought of that. Yeah. Dew. Suddenly you have moisture. Late afternoon. Reverse everything we just said. Do just gone. turn around. Do gone. What? Do gone. Is, are you trying to the do make is, me mad like Guido? <laughs> the do is gone. Oh, the do is gone. Do is gone. No, late afternoon, <clears throat> face the other direction, sun blindness coming in the other way. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And now off to heat haze. Rule 11.6. Two kinds of heat haze. Let's go to the library. Later. We're going to go. Why don't you go? Why don't you go? We'll stay here. We're going to finish the show. Good idea. Two kinds of heat haze, regular and intense. You must have heat haze. You must be in North Africa. You must have a desert board, and it can't be overcast, Mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. Shooting at infantry beyond 12 hexes, you're going to add. You know how, like, you have mist and rain, and you add a plus one for every six hexes and stuff? Yeah. So think about that, and you're going to have a plus one per every six fractions rounded up beyond 12 infantry. Hmm. Okay, vehicle, plus one per every 12, 
fractions rounded up beyond 24 hexes. Okay. So you're kind of doubling it. The initial range. You can see a tank in the heat haze out to 24. Beyond that, you're adding plus one for every 12. Now, desert boards, you got a lot of space, but I don't know how many times you're going to get out to like 48 hex shots. Yeah. Right. Intense heat haze is the same thing, except you just half that initial uh, distance. So for shooting an infantry beyond six hexes, suddenly the haze, you know, starts to make it look like a mirage or something. Yeah. And then uh, a vehicle beyond 12 instead of beyond the initial 24. Okay. Aerial fire always just adds a plus one for heat haze and a plus two for the intense heat haze at all ranges to a ground support attack. Make it easy, you know, coming in at an angle. And it's plus one to the sighting task check always. Just keep it nice and simple. Off-board observers would add a plus two to their accuracy die roll because of the heat haze. Okay. That for makes both sense. types, just yep. plus two. There are five levels of dust, and various types of dust are cumulative, like mm. vehicle dust behind a moving vehicle, and the dust in the air from a wind. Light dust. You must have desert and be drier, very dry conditions. Of mm-hmm. course, you can't have okay. dust if it's not. Each to hit an IFT die roll. Again, you're shooting, rolling the die to hit. And infantry fire table rifles gets a plus one die roll halved fractions rounded down. So what you're going to do is you're going to roll your hit roll, roll your, like I got a 12 shot, roll your 12 shot, put two dice in a cup. Yeah. Add a third. That's okay. your dust LV. Oh, die. okay. Okay. Roll those three. That yep. third die is halved, rounded down. So with light dust, it's possible to have no modifiers at all. Okay. It's possible to have what's the worst? Plus three. Three, yeah. Right? Right, because you only round down. Yeah. Right. Okay. The interdiction <clears throat> in these kinds of dust... It's an L- the LV hindrances do not negate first fire movement open ground, but light and moderate dust, you would add, you know how like when you're interdicting and you shoot at the guy, he has to take a morale check. Right. So for the dust, you roll that die and invert it. So instead of the neg, it's a plus on his, oh. no wait, you, instead of the plus, it's a minus on his morale check, making it easier to survive the morale check because okay. the dust will okay. protect him. Yeah. Right. And then you add the original interdiction to the original interdiction die roll. Then in moderate dust, so that was light, you have a still that same third die in a cup. You roll those three. Mm-hmm. This time, half it round up. Okay. So your moderate can be a plus one through a plus three again still, right? Yeah. And the heavy dust, for this you'd have to have desert boards, dry or very dry, and step terrain cannot be in effect. And you get a modifier to that die roll. That is your range you're firing at, halved, fraction rounded up. So, if you're six hexes away, what's the plus in heavy dust? Uh, Half fractions rounded up. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. <laughs> women? Yeah, I'm not sure that He's, applies. Are you talking about up? women? Can't live with them. Can't live without them. Yeah, we consider that sexist, Guido. Or maybe he's talking about dust. It is a good to exercise. You're, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you get back to it? The heavy dust, then, you're adding half the range. So if you're six X's away, it's a plus three. You can see how yeah. quickly you won't right. be able to fire 
in heavy dust at anything in any range. Very heavy dust. Same as heavy dust, but add one for each hex. It's same as heavy dust. Just add very one for each hex. Are you doubling oh, it then? instead of half? Instead of oh, instead of half for each you. hex. Yeah, right. So at range of six, it's instead of plus six. three, is plus it's, six. So he's invisible. You, yeah. And actually, for both of those, or for the very heavy, you still add the light die roll modifier. The oh, third okay. Die. On top of that. On mm. top of that. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're buttoned up, yeah, actually the medium, I'm sorry, the, the heavy adds the light die roll in addition to the half, and the heavy adds the light die roll for dust. This is a lot of pluses. And I, I recommend staying buttoned up when you're in the desert because you don't want to get sand in your pants. <laughs> and if you're buttoned up, you pay another plus modifier to enter each new hex. Oh, plus okay. Plus one for each oh, new wow. hex. Yeah. In addition, and there's no... It is a good to exercise. Yes, but there's no galloping or double time. Ah, okay. No double time, Guido. Yeah. So, and there's no aerial attacks at all in this kind of dust. Mm. Very heavy dust. And to recover a weapon, it's only a plus one. That's to not To recover bad. a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, so, for so heavy you can, dust. You can see up close, I guess apparently. so. Yeah. And it's not like... Um, you wouldn't have issues like you do in the jungle where you can, uh, what do they call it, when you're getting lo- stray? Oh, yeah, no There's strain. There's no strain. No. Which no. is kind of surprising because I, yes. I would have thought they would have included something like that, but maybe it just didn't happen that often. Well, the night rules were out, I think. But there's extremely heavy dust. You thought you were done. Oh, I thought we were done. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. No way. And treat it like very heavy. It is a good to exercise. Yeah, well, maybe Especially you can... in the dust. Yeah. I get a lot of uh, junky melts, do you? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what you're asking, but I'm sure we do. A spam. We call it spam. I get a lot of uh, junky melts, do you? Yes, it's spam. You can put yeah. a filter. Jeff, you're a techie. Do you want to address that? Uh, no, a filter. Um, so extremely heavy dust is like very heavy dust, but you add a dust die roll, the moderate dust die roll, to that horrible pluses. So instead of doing the light dust oh, modifier okay. and minus, fractions rounded down, right. you're doing fractions rounded up. Okay. And all your weapon B and X numbers, better or worse? Oh, worse. Yeah, worse by one. Going to get some dust in there. Okay. Bust up your weapons and extremely heavy. Yeah. You'd almost think that would appear earlier. Yeah, you would think. With heavy dust. but Let's call somebody. Let's call Perry. <laughs> and ask him about that. Yeah. Now there's vehicle dust. You've played that before? I have. I know. And I like vehicle dust. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. In general, of course, they phrase it very complicated, but it's when you move your vehicle, you place a light dust counter behind it. Yeah, and as you're doing vehicle this, dust you're gonna vehicle dust. you're gonna have to have all your counters out. Yeah, because you you're gonna be using a lot of counters. There's on gonna this. be a dust behind every vehicle. Yeah, and basically it's just a trail of dust following behind it. Yeah, and you have to have, be able to have light dust conditions on the board. Yeah, so it's got to be dry. It can't be yeah. wet or dewy. And then you place this vehicle dust counter behind the vehicles prior to defensive fire. So right, it's always there to protect. As it enters a new hex, but it's only if you pay less than or equal to two movement points per hex. Uh, if you're paying four oh, and five movement points per hex, then you don't get it because you're moving because you're moving too slow. Exactly. Uh, okay. Great rule. Yeah. 
Um, none if placed. Oh, you don't put it down, the dust, vehicle dust, if you start a move, uh, use a start movement point in that hex. Yeah. Because you were still, right? So use to start. You don't get to put one behind you. Use armored assault. They take it away. Hmm. I wasn't sure why. Moving too armored slow, assault, maybe I guess again? it is. You exited the hex using a paved road, obviously. It's yeah. paved. Or exited a board. We left the board. Or there's heavy winds. Heavy yeah. winds. No right. vehicle dust. Yeah. There's a, on the counter of the vehicle dust, you flip it over, there's a motion side. So you can actually mark your vehicles in motion or oh, not in motion okay. based on the kind of dust you place behind it. So that helps with counter density. Brilliant. And when you do, when, oh, when, so when do you remove the dust, vehicle dust counter behind the vehicle? Want to take some guesses? Well, you would remove it if uh, during the rally, fi- well, before Prep the rally phase. phase, before the rally phase, if you roll for wind. Oh, yeah, gusts. Gusts would take and it away. rain. Rain, okay. If it begins yep. in the next, you take it off in the next prep fire phase. Okay. And if you stop, uh-huh, not in motion, or begin a, a movement phase in motion and expend a movement point for any reason. So I'm in the hex, but I expend a movement point to what? Uh, turn in the ha- in Yeah, hex maybe turn. Or turn my turret or something. Right. They consider like you're not moving anymore. Okay. I guess. Hmm. Or if the vehicle is destroyed. Yeah. So you treat it as drifting dispersed smoke, the vehicle smoke, so it, or dust. So it's a plus two, and it's level two. All right? Yeah. Wrapping up here, FFE dust. Mm. You drop a bunch of FFE all over the place, OVA, you got dust flying up. Yeah. Okay? But you have to have a light dust abilities, conditions for it to occur. Right. The OVA dust or FFE dust, they call it. And you change the FFE line of sight as follows for shooting through it. And I just said, read the list, 11.75. While Dave's looking for that Guido, I have to ask you, have you, uh, have you met any girls or anything while you've been over here? You yeah. made me so nervous that I totally forgot my favorite pickup lines. I made you nervous? What did I do? I didn't, I didn't know what I could possibly what do. What made you nervous? Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Well, that's true. Well, I, I find a lot of girls attractive, Beauty though. is in the eyes of the beholder. Yeah, yeah. That's true. He's getting a little tedious. FFE dust. Whenever light dust can exist, the following changes occur to line of sight. That of a high explosives concentration becomes a plus one per hex of the blast area instead of just plus one to shoot through the oh, whole thing. okay. Yep. Like regular OBA. Yeah. It's plus one per hex, of course. If it's a harassing fire, FFE, it's wider, bigger, right? Generates normal FFE hindrances, diro modifiers in all the hexes of its blast area, whatever normal is. Mm-hmm. I think plus one, but that sounds like the other one too. And if it's a barrage, barrage, it becomes plus one per hex of the blast area. And if it's a creeping barrage, the one that rolls along the desert, it becomes plus two per hex of the blast area. Mm. Why? I have no idea. And, of course, wind force gusts have no effect on the FFE dust. Really? Okay, wind force changes and gusts have no effect on the... FFE dust. I guess they're well, just, that's they just keep blowing up and yeah, keep adding more dust, it. maybe? And maybe that's why it's yeah. heavier during creeping barrages, because it's more concentrated. Yeah, maybe looking through more. Yeah. And, um, of course, if you do get gusts or heavy winds, it increases the density of the normal 
dust. Yeah. Right? Right. And the condition stops, like if you suddenly roll, well, the gust would stop the next turn. And then if you roll and you have a decrease in, from heavy winds to lower, it's going to lower the dust by a level. So moderate to heavy, heavy back to moderate to no dust. That's the way it goes. It's a little tricky. You might want to read that. I know I cut that down a lot, 11.76. They give some examples. So if you have moderate winds, suddenly you roll heavy winds, no dust yet. But if you get gusts with that, that's two things. It goes up one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And heavy winds it would add a plus one shooting into the heavy wind. You know how the wind direction? Oh, right. You turn and shoot into the wind? Yeah. Plus one. Dust. There's your dust coming yeah. in your eyes, Jeff. Yep. yep. You've said that several times. Yep. I think it's actually in there. Rain, what would happen to all dust? Goes away. Yep. At night, dust reduces star shells, illuminating rounds. Oh, wow. And, and blazing light. Never thought of that. And you'd have to read that for yourselves, folks. But it'll list the the. the that's got to be a, a rarity. If you're playing night. Yeah, yeah playing night, night in, the, in the desert. Yeah, although there are some. And miscellaneous to finish up. DLV, desert low visibility, affects the accuracy for OBA. It does not affect, though, in a building, of course, right? Fire within a building. Right. Um, aerial, plus one only to the spotting effect, and it attacks normally. Aerial attacks, add one to spotting. And attack normally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dust does not affect close combat. Makes sense. Does not reduce residual fire lanes. Right. Nor the fire lane attack itself. Okay. Um, and 11.8 mud. Would you read that, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Mud. 11.8 mud. When mud exists... In a scenario set in an arid land, using only desert boards, the normal method of determining its effects on bog is used, but only open ground. Uh, but only open ground hexes accessible, or accessible, to Hamada count as hexes entered for purposes of the secret die roll. To bog and mud. Yeah. And I read that as if it made sense. Uh Uh-huh. That's why I said read it. (laughs) Such open ground hexes cannot cause Hamada immobilization. This possibility of of bog (laughs) is negated only by the use of a paved road in the hex. If broken slash step terrain is in effect and or non-desert boards are being used, D8.23 applies in the normal manner. In lieu of eleven point eight. There you go. <laughs> so it gives it gives an example here. Maybe this will help us. Go ahead and try it. We'll, we'll wing it and see. If this, if the D eight point two three secret bog check die roll indicates a vehicle will bog, and the secret die roll is a two, the vehicle will bog in the second non scrub Hamada sand open ground hex. In the second one, because it's a two. Uh, in oh, the but it second can't be open... those other kind of terrain types. Yeah, provided right, provided is it is not entered that hex via paved road, yeah. a paved road hex. Site. Okay. Somebody wrote that. Somebody is like, 
So what did you do? What was your life like? <laughs> they go to the pearly gates. Tell me what your life was, what was great about your life. I've, I wrote the mud rule, 11.8. For desert. It's a paragraph that's very uh, essential. And the last concept here, they go into the desert overlays. They tell you all about how to cut them out. Don't cut those out without reading it, people. But I'm not going to run through that here. Right? Really? Yeah, because you can mess up your overlays. Oh. Okay. Um, Didn't know that. But there are some cool overlays. There's three that are depicted on that page. A mausoleum. Really? A lone little mausoleum. building on a, oh. in a dust area. Oh, or a yeah. Desert. And a crest, a, a one-hex hill with a village crammed up on it. Mm-hmm. And it's all got cliffs all the way around it. Oh, wow. Like neat. Masada? Yeah. Something like right. that. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very dense. It affects like firing out like a like a cellar. Half your firepower out, all kinds yeah. of things. And there's a Bedouin camp. Wow. One hex overlay. I have not seen those. They're I gotta look for that. right over in here. Those three. What page is that? Uh, F-16. There you go. Take a look at those cool little three overlays. Ah, very neat. And that'll cover the desert rolls. We already did 13 last show. Yep. There we go. Well done, Dave. Anything else? So they enjoy classical music, but I enjoy punk rock. Ah, well, maybe we should go out with some punk rock. Yeah, I think we should. Instead of some classical. Thanks a lot for joining us, Guido. Guido. What do you have to say? uh, Sentence. Simply repeat and practice and have a fun. <laughs> All right, we will. <laughs> we'll have some fun. There's your punk rock, we don't. You punk. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. And please remember to roll low. And rally well. But not when you're not playing us. Not when you're us. playing us. Oh, no, not when you're playing us. See Bye-bye. you next time. Bye. Bye.